You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa, what up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast with your boy, Al Mega. Yeah, we're about to hang out with an amazing creator. I mean, I don't know if y'all saw that joint when I caught when Robert Rodriguez, he was called the one man band. This woman is the one woman band. She is like tearing it up for, since 2009 in the independent comic book market. She is a writer, she's an artist, she's a letterer and publisher. You know what? She's also a web developer and marketer. Kristen Q Mall Evans. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. Oh my God, yeah, you are uh, uh, all right. The ultimate creator, the the, the one woman show, the one man band, if you will. Uh, that that that's dope. So you know, a salute to that. Oh, thank we you. even start, I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, for real. That, that I don't meet many people that do all of, as what you do. That that takes a lot of skill, patience, and talent. So you know, bless. Uh, mostly being stubborn. That's it. <laughs> Can't stop. Hey, are you a Taurus? Because I'm, I'm, I'm supposedly Taurus is a hard headed. So you know, hey, welcome. Oh uh, no, I'm a Virgo, so uh, I'm all about uh, calculation, so planning <laughs> that kind of thing. Somehow it works out. <laughs> hey, also, somehow, yeah, it's been kicking ass apparently. So talk about this, Kristen. Uh, uh, first off origin story i always love to dig that because you're a superhero so where you from where where you were born where you raised that uh so i'm actually from like a really small town called trenton ontario very military um and so canadian shout out to my fellow canucks (laughs) um and uh yeah i was there for most of my time um i went to grade school and high school there uh luckily for a base brad i didn't have to move around a lot but so you were in the military family. Gots, gots. Yeah, yeah, military family, and I'm actually, I actually married back into the fam military. So I oh mean, damn, kind of stuck there for good. You're a glutton for punishment, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to top it off, I actually work as a military civilian. So oh, I mean, uh, check you, you, know. you know what? Then thank you for your service on behalf oh, of your d- country. Don't thank me. <laughs> I'm, yeah, just the, I'm just the uh, civvy that. Uh, it's a civvy though. You. But it's a, it's a responsibility. Work. Yeah, but it's a responsibility nonetheless. You help you're you're helping the folks over there, which is great. You know, thank you for that. Um yeah, no so you growing up and, and getting into pop culture, I want to know this origin story. You know, oh. was it introduced to you? Did you find it on your own? What was that first love that made you say, damn, I really like this? Uh well, Sailor Moon, of course. Oh, Not I used to watch Sailor Moon. That, yeah, that first anime. two seasons. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, I came over to uh, Canada and I barely got to see any episodes, but it was always very curious because for some reason people treated this show differently. And I was probably like five or six at the time, but I was like, oh, it's a show about high school girls. That's cool. I've never seen a cartoon about high school girls before. This is awesome. Uh, But I saw maybe like five episodes and then it was like got slotted at different time slots and then i was just like oh well that that was fun while it lasted i don't know what the hell that was five yeah they robbed you how dare you canada (laughs) take this away from this young lady um so uh it wasn't until i was older and then i the manga boom happened in the 2000s so it was also right when i hit high school and of course they just brought over all of these teen like 
teenage um, marketed content. So I was always a big cartoon fan to the point where I wanted to be an animator when for school and that kind of stuff. You scared me. I thought you said I wanted to be a cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm pretty hilarious. At least I think so. But um, I'm certainly a joke sometimes. Um, But uh, yeah, so I wanted to be uh, an animator when I grew up. And, you know, I saw Inuyasha on at like 10 o'clock at night. You knew early on that this was going to be your passion. And like, yeah, like, like synapses in my brain were like wired together. And it's like, you have to do this. You saw that. Boom. This is your journey. The roadmap is being (laughs) built. Yeah. Well, because like for me, it's like, it wasn't like adult sitcom cartoons. And at the same time, it wasn't like very childish cartoons. Yeah. And like, I had grown up with a lot of, um, even the the girl content that they gave me was all about girls in high school that were nothing like me. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, it, it well, was that... kind of dumbed down stuff or all the stuff. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, they were mostly dealing with like relationship things and high school problems. And I was like, I'm a good student oh. and I get good grades and I read a lot. And that's like the extent of what I do. Except sometimes I break into abandoned houses and we find like <laughs> prosthetic limbs that haven't been used in several years. So I mean, and you pick those things up? <laughs> you kill me! Like, hey, I just found the leg. Take this out! Hey, oh, I can't. Man. Yeah, no, it was a leg actually. Um, oh shit! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like I couldn't relate to any of those people, and then like suddenly there was this girl that fell down a well and went into like feudal japan and got to hang out with a demon boy with dog ears and it was like wow this uh targeted me <laughs> like <laughs> um and uh i was like in love with that kind of thing ever since so oh. as soon as that happened you know i just started making money um i bought <sighs> a king's ransom and manga Ooh. um just so i like i think i had almost I think I had every volume of Inuyasha. I had a ton of Naruto. Oh, had? had Why are you telling me like, had? Don't tell me you got rid of these things. Oh I'm sorry. Gosh. I'm military now. I move around a lot. And unfortunately, oh. the sad part is books are very heavy. So I, yeah, uh, I gave them are. to very good homes. Um, okay. Don't worry. I made sure they were well taken care of. Um, but yeah, and then I kept my favorites. Uh, but one of them was called Magic Knight Rare Earth. And it's also a Magical Girl series um, because Sailor Moon was like out of print. But uh, Magic Knight Rare Earth was way more up my alley than Sailor Moon ever was. So it was suddenly these girls and they had swords and they were like fighting RPG and fantasy land and their armor upgraded all the time and they were super chill. And I was like, okay, so I love this uh, forever. Going to do this all the time. And yeah, uh, I went to college for animation. Um, I ended up graduating with honors uh, 2010. Uh, Thank you. Um, And uh, yeah, then I ventured off uh, to work for the college in e-learning. So basically we were developing like um, smart video games. So I would build uh, stuff for nursing, um, which actually got me my job now in the military. So now I work military education side. Hey, um, okay, yeah. So, um, it's pretty cool, and well, because... you're an inspirational person, Jesus, look at all the things you do. How do you find time to even create? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm actually not sure, I'm very exhausted all the time. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, 2013 uh, started writing a project, um, and it was a project that I had started in high school. 
Um, but it wasn't until 2013 that I was like, look, I'm I'm getting this done. I'm tired of being stuck in first chapter. I don't know how to write things next. We're writing a beginning, a middle, and an end, and then we're filling it all in. Get on our um, done. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, suddenly I had this thousand page draft and I was like, I can do this. I can turn it into a comic. No problem. Uh, planning and doing things are two different things. Um, <laughs> yes, they are. And yeah. So, uh, eight, nine years later, um, the webcomic is finishing and, um, the books are here. Oh my God, so those are the run. books on hand, and folks. They, look how sexy those things. Oh, damn it. They're massive. Yes, they are, <laughs> yo. I love it just because so, of that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and that's after editing. <laughs> so, oh my, um, are we going to get a director's cut? <laughs> no, no. Jesus, no. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, took a long time, a lot of tears and blood and sweat and uh i did it all did all the writing did all the artwork um luckily my skills in animation helped uh roll over into comics i mean obviously it's not a one-for-one -one thing but um just the idea of that visual storytelling because yeah. i read a lot of books on writing but nothing clicked yeah. and writing prose didn't do anything for me i'm a very visually oriented person so um yeah. yeah uh, I just decided that, uh, well, if I try to animate this, I will be uh, 90 years old by the time <laughs> <laughs> the fifth episode is done. So comics was my compromise. And uh, yeah, it's um, it's a long story, a uh, big cast. Apparently, um, that, that, that you have a Bible's worth of story in those graphic novels, and I love it. <laughs> but let me ask you something before we get into that a little bit further. Was the material easily accessible to you? As a military brat growing up, did you have, I mean, did you have shops or how did you even come by, you know, and getting that type of access to material? Um, I mean, I found it relatively easy. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I, I've been working since I was like 10 years old. I did uh, paper route. And hey, then, mon. Yeah. How many jobs you got? <laughs> <laughs> I did a paper route when I was like, I started when I was 10. And then uh, I worked at a video store when I was like 14. I did um, the same. I started yeah. at 13 and I did a video store. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was my first job. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I even got a job at a um, uh, a very popular Canadian store, which is called Sam the Record Man, which is like HMV or something oh, like word. that. Okay. Um, but I was the only person who was into anime, and they needed someone to separate the regular anime from the porn anime because they didn't <laughs> know which one was which. <laughs> right. This all looks cute. I don't know. I know. So I know like, what you is mean. This title porn? We need to know if this is porn because I have is to that, take it off is the this shelf. hentai? Please tell me. Oh my god, I'm scared. <laughs> so I'd be like, looking on my phone. Yeah, no, that one's porn. This oh, one this, we can't have on the shelf. Let forever. me tell we you, uh, this one back. You bringing that up? That reminds me of when I was a kid in the '90s, and, and somebody said, "Oh, you got to watch this movie called Legend of the Overfiend." I said, "All right, cool. We'll, we'll check it out." Oh my god, we were like, what is this? <laughs> Holy sweat, these people are sick. <laughs> so an awakening of sorts. <laughs> oh, it, it really was. I'm like, yo, they make, they, they make anime like this, son? What the hell? <laughs> After 3,000 years. I'm like, yo, folks, just watch the movie. Uh, what is it? Um, uh, Orusu Kudoji, Legend of the Overfiend. Oh, my God. Oh, that, that, that blew my mind. I was like, as a kid, I was like, oh. 
And then, and then I washed my brain by watching Fist of the North Star. I was like, okay, oh, this yeah. is what Fist I like. Fist of the North Star is, uh, is pretty intense. That um, Ninja Scroll, all them joints. Uh, yeah, no, I think What's I... What's your favorite anime film? Uh, film? It's probably Tokyo Godfathers by Satoshi Kong. Um, it's a it's an amazing animated film. First of all, Satoshi Khan is like, as far as I'm concerned, the king of animation. Love Unfortunately, it. he only made five, six films before he passed away. But oh. um, like uh, Tokyo Godfather specifically is a drama about homeless people, specifically, um, you know, a, a trans woman. Um, an alcoholic and a teenage runaway uh, and they find this baby and they try to bring the baby back to its parents. And so it's just them going through the motions of trying to connect who this, who this baby's parents are, okay. um, why they didn't take care of it, how they could throw it in the trash because as homeless people, they're like, you know, we're, we're at least old enough to make the decision yeah. to be homeless who did this to a child um and it's like oh, it's this <laughs> it takes place during near christmas but it it is so dark and yet at the same time it is like one of the most pessimistically optimistic films i've ever seen <laughs> you are selling the shit out of this to me right now i'm going to have to pick this up tokyo godfather's yeah. Never heard of it. Thank you. Thank you. No, for it's, me with it's this great. Knowledge. And actually, anything Satoshi Khan does is is fantastic. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna email you as soon as I watch it. Watch it so we can have a, a a little discussion and hopefully even bring you back. Like, okay, we're gonna talk all this. I'm, if I download all this and you get me addicted, uh, we're gonna have to have a chat about this. All right. <laughs> I I can talk for hours about Tokyo Godfathers. It is one of my uh, favorite films, and mostly because it it is one of those things that treats every it's a movie that treats every person like a real person but mm. doesn't hide the the difficulties each person goes through so like um yes content warning there is misgendering and uh hana is not treated as well as she should be as a trans woman wow. but that's kind of the point is she is a trans woman in japan and she's homeless so you know there's that kind of level of um it always treats her, it kind of treats her as a little bit of a joke, but she's also like a very theatrical person. Um, she's she's very out there and big and lavish, um, but she's very kind hearted. Uh, she's a sweetie. Um, and there's very sweet sentiments where uh, the teenage runaway even views her as her new mother, okay. which I think is a very important statement to make yes, in yes. the content of the film. Is that I understand that, you know. Um. Even even through all of the suffering that Hana has had to go through, um, you know, she is still seen as the way she wants to be presented, which I think is very important since. Good message. To, yeah, no. And I, you know, I don't get that in a lot of adult drama live huh. action yeah, isn't so, it crazy? It takes a cartoon to teach people a lesson. Eh? So everybody tune yeah. in. <laughs> no, on that one. Uh, it's great, and it goes everywhere. So like, there's yakuza, there's uh, you know a lottery, there's like, honestly, there's so much packed in this tiny film that I just okay, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm in love. <laughs> okay, okay, don't you worry. I'm gonna watch these, and I think I'm gonna invite you back. Okay, remember that? Remember that time we were talking about this? <laughs> oh, perfect. Don't you worry. I'll have you back. All right, so. How about finding a tribe 
as you were growing up, you know, and, and the way that you grew up? Was it easy to find and connect with people that enjoyed the same things you did? Uh, I mean, as a young kid, no. As a young kid, yeah. No? Um, nah, I was, I was kind of like, you know, I made friends, and then when I wasn't needed anymore to make numbers, I was kind of discarded. So, um, mm. I ended up doing a lot of stuff by myself, anyways. Uh, and then uh, it wasn't until high school that um, you know the manga boom hit, and then I would find other people who were reading manga in class, and then we started trading. Uh, manga and oh, then of course oh. everyone started buying dvds and like yeah we could rent it from the library and stuff like that but honestly they didn't have a large selection so every time somebody would go to a convention or go to toronto and go to the niche really niche stores we would just start trading content with each other we would, i love you know, it it was like a miniature high school library that was just internally the black market of, of manga trading. Oh, I love it. And that's how we did the anime film too. Cause that <laughs> we would go, one of us would go to the con and them tapes would be like, you know, $15, $20 a pop. So yeah. one of us will buy and then we say, somebody will buy a blank. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, yo, put it, put this on this on like on long play and I'll give you $10. dollars i like, all right, that's already half my money back. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. No, Man, no, no, we're uh, bootlegging the crap out of those, and those were bootlegs of manga we were getting within the states anyway. Yeah, we didn't. We actually, I had no access to bootlegs actually, um, because I didn't none? have internet for a long time. No, uh, mine wasn't even through internet. I'm talking, yo, chugging with videotapes. No, like, <laughs> you know, I, VCR, like look, I still have a VCR hiding behind this. That's why I hide it. <laughs> Forehead VCR right there. She still works. <laughs> I went to a high school of like 300 people. So like there wasn't a lot of people there and even less people like that kind yeah, of 300 stuff. So, people. Really? That's it. That's small. Yeah. That for like all four years. And the only time it got bigger than that was when we had um, exchange students come in. Okay. So it was very small. Uh, so being niche was very much being niche to the point where like <laughs> you didn't find anybody especially as an adult who could even get you bootleg copies the only way to do that was to go to anime north um gotcha. you know and then people would give you orders they'd be like okay so i have hundred hundred dollars if you see this there can you grab it for me and then like i would just come home with like bags of looking like santa claus and shit. all right all right everybody come on over now uh, and only half of I'm it here. is mine so i mean <laughs> i love it i love it i love it all right so let's got let's start getting into the amazing project that that that's out right now yes. on zoop yeah i mean yo so all right before we even get into the amazing project why zoop man i've already had a few creators convince me that zoop is awesome but, you know, what made you decide to go to this platform as well? Um, so Kickstarter, I have been doing Kickstarters for the past three books. Um, and I really do appreciate Kickstarter as a platform because it has kicked off a large number of indie comics creators. Of course. Uh, but unfortunately, a recent decision made me very concerned about um, how Oof. they were considering their infrastructure and without a white paper to tell me what the benefits to me as a creator were, it just told me that they were making a drastic infrastructure change that didn't have a plan. Yeah. Without <laughs> input and respecting yeah. the creators that use the platform. Yeah, exactly. It, it just happened and it happened like when every, 
everybody in Kickstarter went off on vacation. The union, wow. Kickstarter's union didn't know about it. So, like, it was How could so... they sneak that under a union? Yeah, that's sneaky. <laughs> well, the union statement was just, oh, well, we heard it about when you guys did. So, obviously, uh-huh. only upper management well, uh, We hope that that's it. the truth, but wow. That's crazy. But, yeah, so it just gave me very bad vibes. That bad vibes um and i decided that you know i had heard about zoop before i knew that they were comic focused um they also wanted to curate um very big on curating who was able to join the platform and not but also because they also did other things like um uh they you know for some people they'll do fulfillment or they'll get you I think in contact with printers or that kind of thing. So um, I've already, like I've already gotten my books printed before and being in Canada, I have very specific connections that don't, don't charge me massive custom fees. Hey, so. love it. Check you out. What, what, what? She got her own interwebs going on over there. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, I wanted to, I still want to work with uh, my current printer, which is Rapido in uh, Montreal. Shout um, out. Shout out. Yeah. Awesome. Um, they're great. Uh, they do amazing quality work. Um, and uh, well, that's did, what I want to pay they for. Did those books that you just showed me, I mean, hell yeah. That sexy yeah, no, right they there. have, uh, like, their their colors are gorgeous. Oh, man, look at that. Yo. Woo! Look at this book. Jeez. So um, I was very impressed with their level of quality. Wow. Um, I had to go with them. And, uh, you know, obviously Rachel Ho's illustration is just gorgeous to sell those covers. Um, Because that was the part I didn't do. (laughs) I want to know about this too here. Look at this. Nominee, Sequential Magazine Awards 2020, favorite writer. Um, uh, And you you told me this is book on book two. You achieved that goal. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. What an achievement. I love it. How did you feel even, you know, as, as a young book creator, you know, stepping into the game and then this happens? Uh, honestly, I, it was, you know, you just kind of throw your name in a lot of hats and see what happens. And um, it was cool to to have that. Uh, and what happened to the purple hair? I'm digging it. Que paso? <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to get that, that, that color back or, or, or what? Um. I want to, but unfortunately with COVID, it's a little hard to get back to my um, uh, yeah, gotcha. my hair designer. And I trust her as the only person with my hair because she has such a fun time with it. So um, usually <laughs> it's purple or pink. Love it, um, love it, I think love I went with silver last time, but um, I'll need to get the uh, the blonde back. Yeah, so I got I silver really naturally now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And talk about this. Yo, look at this. Yo, this image in itself was amazing. Can you tell me who these gorgeous cast of characters are right here? They look so dope. Okay. Um, so uh, now, of course, it's called 12 of Magic and Muses. And that's because there's more than one series, um, which I am currently working on. Um, but 12 is in, implicating that there's 12 characters. Uh, you know, 12 signs of the Zodiac. Um 12 ooh, months a year, that kind of thing. Ooh, so ooh, getting deep there. More yeah. interwebs. <laughs> um, so um, they each have um, an animal from the Chinese zodiac uh, with the head at the top, pink being Willow. Um, she's a speckled nerd that 
you know, doesn't really know what she's doing, uh, probably has some ADHD and um, <laughs> is just trying right. to get through high school without, you know, completely failing. Um, and in that process, uh, she ends up um, trying to pre protect her friend, Emma, who is the blue in the left hand corner with okay. the spear uh from the bully in green um with the the cook um kunai kunai okay. i think it is I see. Yeah. um with the big red hair um so uh there's the bully the best friend and willow um and so i have this trifecta of characters um and they each start to uh not socially distance and in that process uh, start infecting more members with magical girl powers. Uh, so <laughs> okay. um, eventually Willow and uh, Georgia accidentally unlock um, Emma's older sister, Tilly, who is the tiger in that nice light blue color. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it just slowly escalates. We have uh, going in a clockwise pattern. We have Willow, the main character, we have Bebe, who is the track star. Um, we have Tilly, who is the perfect school president. Uh, Alice, uh, who is a member of the um, track group and Bebe's best friend. We have Georgia, who is the school bully. Uh, we have Eve, who is a conspiracy theorist. Hmm. Um, also, uh, we have Erin, who is... Um, <laughs> She's she's the smart smarty pants of the group, but she's almost Vulcan with her uh, <laughs> ah, gotcha. level of uh, <laughs> level of approaching things. Um, and then we have Sarah, who is uh, Tilly's best friend. We have Emma, who is, of course, Willow's best friend and the victim of Georgia. We have Phoebe, who is part of Georgia's little gang, um, but she's kind of the knucklehead of the group. So everyone just picks on her. Um, and then we have Nana, who is uh, Eve's best friend. And she's just a bowl of sunshine to try and counteract Eve's intense conspiracy theorists. Um, and lastly, we have um, Jody, who is uh, one of the core members of George's gang. And they do the most work for the janitor of the school, who's called who they all call boss. Um, I love that. As you mentioned, Janet, today I saw an awesome little post on Instagram talking about I was taught to respect the janitor as much <laughs> as I respect the CEO. And you look at that. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's right. Yeah. Over here is the boss right now. I mean, I'm, I work in IT. So, like, uh, IT is one of those jobs where no one cares about what you're doing until nothing works. Of and course. I find janitors <laughs> are the same way. Nobody cares about the janitor. Until something breaks. Right. Until something breaks. Hey, somebody, <laughs> yo, what the job at them? Like, yeah, it's you. a very it's thankless a, job. Very but thankless also, like, until you need it, like you said. You know, the janitor was always the person that kind of knew everything that was happening in the school, more so than the teachers did. Like, they would know students by name, and they would know which gangs were doing what and which cliques were doing what, because they were always the people that had to clean up after them. Um, so, like... When I was growing up, it was always like, oh, the janitor, like, I didn't have a specific relationship with them, but, like, just how they would interact with certain members of the school was really interesting to perceive. And I wanted to show that because 
unlike, you know, the janitor is not necessarily a member of authority, um, but especially in the book, she is somebody who's able to kind of tiptoe the line between the outside of the school and the inside of the school. So, you know, she's able to like get contraband in and out, um, cigarettes being the one that I have in the school, um, you know, and like she'll tell them to do little things for her, like in one scene, um, Georgia swipes alcohol, but she doesn't know what it is. But she, all she knows is that the janitor wants it. So she does it because she's supposed to, um, you know, and then like because they're troublemakers, they always get in trouble and they, you know, there's a chit based system in the school. So like all you have to do is have good behavior and you get chits that let you have you know, um, opportunities in the school, cool things you can put in your, your dorm, like plants or, you know, games and stuff like that. So if you don't have good chits, um, or any chits, then you can't, you know, you're, you're just kind of stuck. If you don't got chits, you're in the shits. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So let me ask you, because I, I saw just from that, you know, first that, that page that I showed earlier, you know, a lot of different skin tones. I mean, were you around a lot of diversity and, and, and it was that something purposeful that you wanted to put into the book? Uh, so I actually came from a very, very white town. Um, and, you know, we did have we did have a, a few members who weren't white, uh, who were people of color, but it was really hard um, for them because they were very, you know, they were very rare. So like, Everyone knew when the black family moved in town. Um, That's horrible. And like, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know how to, how how else to describe it. I know I like, understand though, but yeah. I, I get that it's even the same thing when I moved here. It comes another Puerto Rican family. It's like okay, you know, I was getting looks even where I'm at when I moved to Massachusetts. Same thing. Yeah, and it, know, it's I just, understand that, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. No, and like you know, there was obviously some stuff that didn't happen to some of the kids there that were you know, good at all. Um, but uh, yeah, so originally I had drawn them all as white characters and it wasn't until like I really started to like move forward that I was like, actually, this doesn't, you know, this is boring. You know, I'm not, I'm not developing myself as an artist by just drawing white people, um, especially since I started off drawing anime. So it was just like, oh, okay, well, let's, let's diversify things a bit you know, learn how to draw people who aren't you. Um, And honestly, that once I started doing that, it became much easier for me to draw diverse people, Um, you know, and not just like skin tones, but like uh, I wanted each girl to look specifically the way they do. So like um, they, Willow's got a giant fucking nose and big ears and, (laughs) you know, she looks like a geek. Um, uh, Nana is is fat, and so is her best friend. Like they're allowed yeah. to have weight on them, uh, which I feel is very important. Um, is. You know, I, I'm not going to deny that watching an episode of Sailor Moon where she says she's fat and she looks like a beanpole made me very confused as a small child. <laughs> and that sucks. That type of body shaming, yeah, man. You know that that's horrible. As a dude, I don't know. I didn't pay attention. Like I, I was like, I don't care if they're big. I know what I'm at. You know, yeah. it didn't bother me, but I know for a lot of people that, you know, it does send the wrong messaging. 
Yeah, and and, 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 and I, it's true what you said. I, mean, I listen. I'm 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 a girl daddy, and, <laughs> and, and and my daughter is like this talking about I'm fat. Are you, are you like are you nuts? Like yeah. you stop listening to media. Their definition of what body is. You are perfect as you are. Yeah, and Relax. that's that's why I wanted to show that because I don't see, you know, especially in television, you don't see very tall women, you don't see very fat women, you don't see, I mean, honestly, it's it's only till recently we started seeing more people of color on screen. It is, of course, um, because people, yeah. you know, again, you know, you have to scream loudly <laughs> in order to like, yo, what's going on? And all of, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And, you know, and this is why, you know, coming from my side, <laughs> Just saying that when they do that, now all of a sudden I feel like you, you're forced to do it. Yeah. I know it's either you know you win, either you win or you lose. You're never gonna win, you know. Yeah. Because now I feel like okay, you're doing it forced because a lot of the repetition is still not right. You're like trying to just throw it in there, you know. Here's some seasoning. No, no, no. I don't want seasoning. I want some robust flavor. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I ended up making pretty much almost the entire cast different. And I like um, that. Thank you, you know, for taking and that like, approach. Yeah, you can you can pretty much tell which character is what just by their silhouette. Um, you know, uh, I've got these little standees where you can actually see. You know, show, this... me, show me again. Show me again. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Look at that. So, like, oh, you can tell oh, the difference ooh. between two characters really quickly. Yes. Um, which is what I wanted uh, because once I started to know which character looked like what, you know, it was really easy to tell who was always in a scene um, between like different body types, different facial shapes. Like, Ooh. you know, everyone knows who everyone Ooh. is Oof. immediately, which is which is good because like Look that's at that. high school. Oh my god! You see, folks, yo, like Transformers, <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah, Boom, so and it transform. Hey, I'm I trying to work it. with my webcam here, and it's <laughs> I'm awkward. Um, I, so you know, I just love. felt like growing up, I didn't see a lot of girls that looked like me. Uh, you know, who have defined features. Who like you know, I always knew who my friends were because none of them looked like Barbie dolls. Um, and so. <laughs> Yo, who I you wanted... talking to? I never saw myself in a cartoon. I tell you that much. I mean, not for nothing. I don't know if you saw the film Encanto recently. Uh no, I haven't seen it yet. Let me tell you that here I am, my forty-six year old ass is watching this, and I found myself staring and found myself at this one at a moment where I had a lump in my throat, and I'm just quiet watching this, and like my eyes are getting red. I'm like not trying to. F- you know, cry. And my wife, what's wrong with you? I said, fuck. <laughs> it made me feel. I said, babe, it's making me feel. I never saw our kind like this, like a whole movie. And it made me feel very different, especially though. I'll make where I met the guy there that shit put a fucking lump in his throat and I, and I shed a tear because I was just like overwhelmed. Yeah. So it is important, people. It is. No, rep- you, you representation know. is always important because you. But I didn't really realize how important it is <laughs> until that very moment, you know. Because I was like, I don't give a fuck, bro. You know, I just enjoy it. I'm not trying to judge. We're all human. But but then yeah. just seeing that though, I was like, holy shit, these humans look a lot like me. <laughs> and fuck. I mean, like as a white feel. woman, I'm probably this the closest 
to being more represented uh, than anyone else, uh, mm. you know, next to white men. But again, but, that's not your fault that you were born into this shit. It's just the way uh, like, no, no, you know, the like, world turned into, you know. And that, you know, another <laughs> thing, because, you know, I also hate when people think that, you know, every white person has privilege. Yeah. Growing up in Brooklyn, I grew up with so many poor white boys <laughs> that were just having problems and they were getting arrested and bagged just like us. You know, so, you know, not every white person has privilege. Yes, some of them do, but but not every. For sure, there's there's different levels of privilege, and yeah. it's not just a single thing. It is a very complex yeah. thing to tackle. Like you know, I I don't have male privilege. We're human beings. Yeah, I, I get that exactly. And, yeah. again, and that's a fucked up thing too. I, I see differences, and like like just oh my gosh, here's something funny. Few more, you're gonna, you Kristen, uh, you gonna love this. So they told me like if I'm ever gonna sell an art piece that I should never go to a dealer that I should send my white friend. This is the advice I got. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, why is that? Because you're going to get lowballed and, and and, and your white home homeboy or home girl will not. I'm like, really? He goes, go ahead, test the theory. I hope it's not an expensive though. You want to test it with. I'm like, damn. (laughs) Yeah. No, Uh, I've even, I've even been told sometimes that if I'm having difficulties getting somewhere online to call myself Chris instead of Kristen when I respond in an email because people are more likely okay. to respond better to me. Okay. All right. So my, okay, it's, my wife has a very uh, Latino name, right? Yeah. You know, and, and you know, but she, she's American. She's born here. She's brilliant. But because of her Latino name, most people just don't ignore us. So I said, babe, do a test one day. Yeah. And just try Lisa, just one day, just to see what happens. You know she got responses. I was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" <laughs> like as it's much so as it's so, it's such a weird space to be in because, like, it's like you found a hack, but it's a hack that you shouldn't have to use. And yeah, it, because you're talented regardless of gender, race, color, and you know, again, yeah. you know, but the world is slowly starting to understand. Not the world, but at least this country, because <laughs> other countries understand our value. Yeah. Well, it's oh, one man. of those things where yeah. you know, if this was easy, it would have been done a long time ago. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's it, humans. Are, and and this complex. is why you, as a woman, I mean, look at it. As a woman, you have tackled every single role in the creation of this book. I mean, <laughs> wow! So many dudes can't even do half of what you're doing. So a big shout out to you on there. Thank you. I want to know about this. So this is the whole squad. How can I get this set? Because this is like, I, I, yo, I really love this. I have not seen any uh, creator do some awesome swag like this. Uh, so um, this will be available on the Zoop campaign. Um, if you purchase one of the books, this will be added as an add-on, or you can get a single one uh, by itself. Oh, really? Um, so I can yeah. buy them? Yeah, single? no, you can totally buy them. Um, you can Ooh. buy them as a singular or as a set. Uh, <laughs> I also usually have a hum- uh, what I call the ultimate bundle, which is where you get all the books, all the keychains, all the acrylic standees, everything all at oh, once. Damn. I need to get a bigger house so I can use all those keychains. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, it's um, 
there's a lot of swag that I've made. Um, I'm digging it. I mean, because again, we're talking about that. Look at these. So what is, what does this represent? This is like the mask that they wear or something? Yeah. So they each kind of get like a little masquerade mask um, mm. or a superhero mask, whichever one you prefer to call them. Um, but they also have these familiars, which are also based on different animals. Okay. So um, you have Willow, which is the rat. You have uh, Georgia, which is the Komodo dragon. Um, Emma, which is a mandrel, uh, Tilly the tiger, uh, Aaron is the horse, and Nana is the jackal, and then the other six also have their own characters. And why choose the Chinese zodiac? So there's actual multiple zodiacs. Okay. Um, in this that I use. Oh, so you, as, you blend them. Yeah. I love aesthetic. that. Okay, you. <laughs> wait, are you that big as a zodiac? I mean, Talk to yeah, me. of course I am. What um, is my sign for tomorrow? Right? <laughs> what are my lucky numbers? I'll, I'll, I'll give you half if I win, I promise. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, you know, uh, growing up, I was big into birthstones and birth flowers and birth trees. And How'd you, you get know, into that? I'm not entirely sure. I think I was just <laughs> really fascinated by the fact that there was like designations for each month and in terms of the Chinese Zodiac each year. Um, so I was just kind of like making all of these connections. I'm like, there's there's a whole thing here. Why has nobody done anything with this? I'm going to make whole characters around them. Exactly. Love and then it. I'm sitting here waiting for someone else to make that idea and then realizing no one else is going to make it. So I guess I have to. So Kristen and said, everybody <laughs> step aside. I got it. Get out of here. You don't want it. I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I stepped up to the plate and I did what I wanted. Um, wow. You know, uh, Willow's the garnet, Emma's a sapphire, George's an emerald. You know, they all have like their each little things. Um, they I also have um, a specific summoning tool that, uh, well, they all have different powers, but one of them has a specific summoning tool um, based on her muse as well. So I also gave them a muse and... Um, because there's only nine muses, I also added the, uh, I'm trying to remember what they're called, and I'm drawing a blank, but it's it's basically the Greek symbols of victory. So okay. there's Nike, uh, there's uh, Zealous, and something else, which yeah. I can't remember her name. You gotta forgive me, because I, I ain't gonna know no thing like that right now. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it is it is Greek deep lore, um, so very I don't... deep, apparently. I mean, I, <laughs> listen, I had the coolest mythology teacher. In, I, I studied mythology in junior high school. I had a, a whole class every week on mythology, and my man would act it out. And I'm sure he said this. I just don't remember. He was a great teacher. He was just extremely loud. <laughs> He oh, would act great. it out like he was Stanley, for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go, Stu. Shout out. Here, yeah, those are dope amiibo-like figures. Oh, man. If I ever got amiibo figures, I would lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that comment, are you, yo, we, yo, Stu just helped speak those onto the world. And you said it. <laughs> They're coming. They're coming. Don't you worry. Yo. And which would be, the, all right, if you had that opportunity, what what character would you do first? Oh, always Willow. Sorry, Willow. <laughs> Willow's my self-insert. <laughs> I gotta. <laughs> I so gotta, he wants I gotta to know where can her. he get them? 
Stu, all you got to do is support the project right here in Zoo. We're just talking about it. You could get the whole set. You get them individually. But the most important thing you got to get here is the three books. Those things are fatties, too, that'll keep you reading, you know, for, for like, like at least a week. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, if you're unsure if you'd like the story, uh, you can also read it for free. Um, well, you could read it for free. Hey, yeah. where so, can we read it for free? <laughs> it's actually ba- based on. It's actually a web comic first. Um, at oh wait, XIS. wait how, how did you get into web comics? Uh, well, I watched a lot of comics. I read a lot of comics on DeviantArt, and just kind of got into VG Cats and uh, you know Lack of Daisy and The Meek and like all of these really fantastical web comics. Uh, and um, look at that! You're a supporter <laughs> in the house. Well, you can sign up because we're actually launching February seventh. So there you go. So um, sign up, all right, Stu. But sign up, for, you know, sign up. You get alerted and get the biggest package, so you get the buttons, <laughs> the, the 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 stands, the books, everything, the keychains, all that awesome swag. I mean, she knows what she's doing because I'm like. <laughs> I keep staring at these. It's like I feel like I'm watching Babu Mac on Crisis Toyverse, and he keeps trying to sell me toys. And <laughs> let me tell you that my wallet has been. You know what? Let me just put my wallet out, out of my thing because I'm gonna have to hit the credit card in a bit. For real, these are gorgeous. <laughs> and this is where I'm gonna hit it at. I want to go to zoop.gg/c/magicandmuses, right? And when I go there, I want to sign up. And then when this baby goes live, I'm gonna throw my dollars like 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 I'm going crazy because you know, look, you see, Stu says I need all of that. He needs it all. Shout well, perfect. Because uh, I need that money so I can get reprints. <laughs> I'm out of. I'm running out of books. And, and Chris, <laughs> let me tell you, even one of my crusaders when they shared the image of our program today, he said, "Oh my God." Like, where can I get these? That art looks right up my alley. What is going on in here? Shout out to Nemesis, because this is up his alley. So, Nem, you better chip in, too, and make <laughs> sure that, that we fund this awesome independent project of this one-woman show. Yo, Stu, listen, this is a one-woman show, if you didn't tune in earlier. <laughs> She's done all of this. Herself, writing, art, everything, yo. Oh man, look at him. He said, I'm gonna throw all my dollars. I look like I'm at a strip club. <laughs> Respect. Respect um... right there. Yo. You see, you're Christian, because you're making amazing projects. So I know you kind of alluded to this earlier, but so would the dream project be, I mean, to make this an animated movie or something? Well, yeah, because my background was animation. Um and I honestly didn't expect to get into e-learning because it was just not an option when I was in college. Um, so like, I was like, I'm going to be an animator. I'm going to go work for some Canadian animation company or try to get into Disney or Nickelodeon or something like that. Um, but uh, I also graduated at like the peak of the recession. <laughs> so mm. Jobs just were not happening. What's a job? Um, what? <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I ended up getting the job at the college just because I was, you know, um, had trained for it. And I, I worked with a lot of flash work. So like Newgrounds style flash work, even though I wasn't on Newgrounds, but, um, you know, I got hired for that. And then, you know, I had taken 3d and 
2D. It took 3D animation, but 2D animation was what I did by myself. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, you're I, impressing the shit out of me. It's like, <laughs> yo, you like, yo, I'm going in. If I'm going to make it, I'm going all in. And I oh, love that. You. <laughs> yo, you, you are fired up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, I, I got that job and um, I needed something to vent all my cre- creativity into because uh, as much as I love my, my job, uh, it is very corporate and uh, it is very uh, dry. Like you can, you can only explain how to delegate instructions. Like so watching paint dry. Like, geez, <laughs> just watch the wall. This is what I got to do. I don't even look at the script no more. Blah, 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 blah. I guess you. You like you feel like a like a drone, a robot. Horrible feeling. Yeah. And when you get home, you just let loose. It's like the chains are off, like that famous new Adams cover with Superman breaking them kryptonite chains, right? Like, ah, oh, get out of here. Yeah, basically. So I just went ham for so and then eight years later i suddenly had a finish originally it was going to be one book and then i went to a pub like a printer and they were like you're crazy you can't print this in one book are you you can't like- print war and peace now <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um turns out a thousand pages doesn't actually work in a paperback because it'll just fall apart so <laughs> <laughs> now that I've started dealing with physics, you um... are murdering me though. A thousand pages. I mean, yeah, you went like Jack Kirby mode on this MF. I love it. Go big or go home. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Doing her thing. All right. So, question I don't want to say too much more of your time, but this project is awesome. And you could read it for free, but you got to get these beautiful copies, those beautiful figures and keychains and all follow her on social right there most importantly you gotta fo- yo support the project on zoop so sign up for that pre-launch so you get that notification but before yeah, we and, go um, yeah go not, not to interrupt you but we also have a deal for retailers so if there's any local Ooh. comic book shops uh we will have a special deal on the on getting a large lucas Lucas, I'll be tuned in. <laughs> Lucas, he, he's my retail guy on the Comic Crusaders, and, and, and we and he built up a Comic Crusaders retail shop. And, wow. when, and I asked him one day, he's like, yo, would you work with Indies for the, for the shop? He goes, hell yeah. So Lucas, <laughs> this I recommend this one because I think people are going to really dig it a lot. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if you've got girls and you want to get them into comics, like – I highly recommend it. I've had a lot of parents say that they really appreciate it because they, you know, they get their kids into into books. Yeah, like, man, getting them off the screens <laughs> for a minute and, and actually pick up something and print the material and read it in the living room like a normal person, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, don't don't we, we want this for kids? I have a twenty one year old now. She ain't a baby <laughs> no more. But 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 she's in the design space and trying, you know, trying to get acclimated. And I'm teaching her, baby. Don't have those goals of working for Disney and all. How about you be the next Disney? You be the next Netflix. That's what I'm trying to tell tell her. You know what I mean? But tell us here what you this journey you've had. Any advice for up and coming creators? 
especially uh, on your level, the one <laughs> the one woman bands. Because as like Stu says, like yo, this project is amazing for a one woman. So like really, like he's floored. You know, like yo, you know, it's not about one woman. So it's just a one person. So let's talk about that because that takes skill. And but, but this woman is definitely killing it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess the one advice that I would have is, um, no one knows what they're doing. We all like to pretend we do, but we don't. Um, and fear is probably your biggest hurdle when it comes to this kind of stuff. And like, I know I'm, I am coming from a place of privilege. Um, but honestly, like make the thing, just do it. Um, you know, and don't, you can, it's a marathon, go as slow as you need to, you know, even the fastest runners in a marathon need to take breaks and walk. If that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. There are some days where, you know, I only do a panel in a day and I get exhausted and I put it away. Um, and then there's some days where I can whip out an entire chapter. Um, you know, so give yourself some credit. <laughs> take your time, make mistakes and do it. Like, just do it. Like, you know, especially now with comics being uh, as accessible as they are, you know, you have a, multiple avenues for platforms. Um, you know, you can share it online if you want to. Um, I actually waited three years before I even started posting my comic online. So I could, you know, really evaluate what I was doing. Um, wow. And now I'm so far ahead that like, the second uh, series is already almost entirely penciled out. Um, <laughs> and the third series has already finished its first draft. So, I mean, like, you know, You're not playing. go at your own pace. Don't care what anybody else goes. I like web comics specifically. Everyone's like, oh, you need to update twice a week or something like that. But honestly, I started off posting one page every other week and that was, you know, it just takes a while to catch up sometimes. So, do the thing. Do the thing. You hear, you hear, <laughs> folks. Do the thing. Don't doubt yourself. Get her done. But pace yourself. You got this. You know what I mean. Don't let those slow days outpace those creative days. You got this. And I love it. I love the project. So let me tell you. So check out her website, please. Please check out her website. Follow her on social. Let her, let her know Mega sent you that you're gonna follow her and support. The amazing creativeness that this lady has right here. But of course, <laughs> most importantly, sign up for this pre-launch right now. And and, and throw that wallet, you know. Do like Stu where he <laughs> wants to throw his dollars, you know, in, 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 in those places. Um, yeah, but throw them. Throw them at this amazing project by an amazing creator that, that yo, you know, one woman show, folks. This is amazing, yo. God bless, yo. <laughs> I mean, and even David says, you know, sorry he's late to the party. He's the person I said, but he looks forward to checking it out. Ah, no worries. Maybe because uh, he, he's the one that said, like, yo, ow, what is this? This is, like, right up my alley. <laughs> he was he almost going on, on that uh, Ricky Ricardo, splain, ow, splain. You know? So <laughs> with that, yo, Kristen, thank you so much for joining me today, hanging out, taking time out of your day. You know, I, I know. Oh, thank you so the, much for having me. This. I had a blast. No, nah, no, nah, you're awesome, yo, and <laughs> you inspiring. You know, yo, my hats off to you. 
my flowers to you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for sharing your creativity, being brave and bold and doing what you do. Like, you know, taking charge the way you did, you know, and making sure that you share your passion and your love for what you do. So much love, yo. Thank you. I appreciate it. I know I'm going to love the crap out of this. Like everybody <laughs> else will. So you better, better again, support it right there, folks on Zoop. You know, you don't need, you know, Kickstarter, yeah, like you said, much love, but Zoop is where it's at, where you can support amazing creators like her. So go to Zoop right now and check out, you know, not just her project, but everybody else's projects that's on that platform. Because it really is amazing. Yeah, there's some great, uh, there's some great other comics coming down the pipe. Um, Not just, not just mine. And uh, like, there's some heavy hitting creators that are starting to get on that platform as well. So they understand the value of what they're bringing, and they're not going to do a Kickstarter and not alert you to things. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least we hope. So you better take care of these people, because they're going to take care of you. So with (laughs) that, thank you, Kristen, again, yo. I appreciate. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch Tokyo Godfathers. And yes, please do. Once, once I get hooked up to everything Satoshi Khan, I'm gonna <laughs> have you back because then we're gonna have to have some discussion. You know, to explain to my wife why I had to buy all these DVDs and Blu-rays <laughs> and all this stuff. Right? <laughs> it's your fault. All right. Not only playing, but no, I appreciate you. Thank you for the knowledge and the the everything you're doing. Again, I can't wait to chip in. You know, I'm gonna get on that pool list because I need this in my life too, and I really want those those stands. Oh, those are fire! They're gonna look sexy when I move from here and get to have my <laughs> own room. Hey, yeah. So with that, I'm Omega with the amazing Kristen Kumar Evans. Make sure to check out that project. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Much love. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.